I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. So this is episode 30 of The Mindful Living Show, and as you can see, this is a very different format. The sun is shining. I'm here with my wonderful soulmate, partner in crime uh, wife, Sonia, and um, we're going to do a slightly different uh, episode for episode 30, and I can't believe it's episode 30. Can you remember back to the time in our little studio where your training room and we basically sat up that first evening which was uh, an absolute yeah, disaster yeah. with Paul I mean yeah, it was yeah. completely ridiculous mm. wasn't it so mm. we've come a long way um, in 30 episodes we interviewed some 24 25 people um, had some amazing feedback and we're starting to really kind of learn what uh, everybody wants to see and everybody wants to hear and so this is something that's uh, going to be very different hopefully uh, in the, the near future when we can start to have kind of face-to-face -face rather than everything via video conference so it's a real refreshment for me this episode because we can actually talk face to face and I can ask you questions and you can answer so it's going to be really fun. So the reason we are having this particular episode is because you are about to launch a brand new crystal healing quantum <laughs> Quantum field, healing, yeah. law of attraction, holistic <laughs> online course. Mm. So we're going to hear a lot more about that, obviously, as we go into our conversation. But I want to find out what you are thinking about this whole lockdown thing, because I guess that's been a bit of a trigger, really, okay. hasn't it? For kind of trying to take stuff that would normally be face-to-face -face with clients, doing healing sessions, mm. doing therapies, but actually taking it online. Mm. How's that going to feel? Yeah, well, it was something that I um, already knew I wanted to try and do with your help. Mm. <laughs> um, so in my head, that was already scheduled. But actually, for me, although I know lockdown is a very difficult time for a lot of people, in, in many ways, for, for me, lockdown has given me a bit of a gift in that, you know, I've not been able to do my normal things. And although I love having clients and doing my art, I, uh, it's freed up a different kind of space for me in my normal week so that I could focus to, you know, on writing manuals and recording a course. So I've seen that as a, a grateful opportunity in a way, um, but it has tested some of my, well, I've had to learn a lot of new skills with your help, um, how to use iMovie, which has been great, um, and get used to, yeah, video recordings so it's um it's been really interesting and quite intense because sometimes when you're set up in a room and you've got a week to do a course and you're recording it's quite intense mm. so I've still had to make sure as many of the people watching I'm sure do as well is to try and get that balance so do a bit of exercise move a bit because it's very easy to just get zoned in on the computer and editing or whatever so some days I get the balance right and some days not quite so right, but I know what I should be doing. I should be moving, exercise, fresh air, go and smell the roses or the wisteria that's growing in the garden, um, do a bit of computer stuff, then maybe wander around, go for a walk, you know, so it's a mixture, isn't it, really? Mm. And, and also I have a morning routine that I do anyway, which is a bit of intention setting and energy management and protection and grounding. So. Yeah, it's been an interesting time, but I think we've flowed really well in the house, considering we've got two teenagers living with us, and 
but actually we all seem to segregate to our own rooms, don't we, and then come together for lunch or a bit of time in the garden. I think it's been, for me, it's been a lot about this kind of embracing change and kind of welcoming change. I mm. know a lot of people I've talked to, and I know it's the same for you, is they've kind of, well, they've kind of almost fallen into two camps. You have the one camp that's sort of, you know, fearing it, feeling, oh, it's, you know, it's disaster and everything. And then the other camp who are very much, okay, how can I do mm. what I do but differently? Um, there's this word which has become almost a bit of a cliche, but it does, it's really, really key, I think, here, is it is pivoting. Mm. It's kind of like you're facing in this direction, you've got your, all your life dreams and aspirations yeah. and goals and stuff, and then suddenly a situation occurs and you've got to pivot yeah. and go at a slightly different angle, maybe the same outcome in yeah. the end, but it's just a different kind yeah. of approach. And I, I guess that's really kind of how and where your course was born. Yes, uh, how was it born? I'm trying to remember. Um, well, it was really born because of clients coming to me and I practice Reiki and crystal therapy. Um, but clients were saying that they'd really like to learn a bit about crystals and how to use them themselves. And at that point, I hadn't considered delivering a crystal course. I was thinking more about my Reiki. Um, so it was really as a request from a client and then that grew and a few other people said oh I'd be really interested to do that so originally it was supposed to be a physical course in my new uh, little training centre which I was busy decorating in January and February this year which was literally completed the week before lockdown and I had this course booked in uh, two different courses on different dates but for the same topic the crystal course um, but obviously had to cancel those um, and again I guess you could see that as a, as a negative thing and, and be disappointed, but actually in lots of ways, again, I, I felt that was a real help to me because I knew I wanted to record it for my own purposes to um, then be clear of my material, to then deliver it to this physical group that was gonna be coming to my training center. In hindsight, I think I would have struggled to do it in a week, which is what I'd planned. Um, I still would have done it like everything in life you just do don't you you just cope with what you're given but looking back now it's been really useful having to postpone that course and move it it's probably going to be August now and instead I've recorded it gone through all the material in depth you know repeating it a few times because obviously I had to do retakes and knowing it thoroughly and then getting feedback from people so it actually now means that the physical course when it does happen the workshop i'll be in you know a prime position to deliver something that's really honed and well tuned um and yeah the course is is now available on udemy um and it's it's been split actually so it's it's the first course in what will be a trio um so it introduces people to energy management I talk about emotional bank accounts, whether you're an empath or not, how to use the law of attraction. And lots of people know about the law of attraction, but they can't quite work out why it doesn't quite work for them. So I break it down into seven golden nuggets, which are my, is my take on it. Um, and then I also integrate about um, heart coherence, how to tap into your heart's wisdom. And that also links with quantum field science, and I delve a bit into that, um, the quantum field of possibilities and how to change the frequency that we all resonate at so that we can tap into different versions of ourselves and tap into the law of attraction better. And then bringing in the, the idea of crystals and how you can use those as tools for healing. But the difference with this course is that I really, really believe 
that crystals are like mini teachers to us. They're produced in the core of the earth, so therefore they're pure and in harmony. Each crystal has its own personality, hence it has different colors, a different energy frequency. And when they're placed on our chakras, they act as little mirrors, if you like, to say, Oi chakra, remember how you're supposed to be. You're a little bit out of kilter here. I'll, I'll help you move back into place. Um, but I work very intuitively and I think a lot of crystal courses can get quite bogged down in crystal grids and layouts and having to know all the properties of different crystals and then it can get quite overwhelming and confusing. Now that might be great for some people who can take in that kind of level of knowledge but for me, because I'm naturally intuitive, I prefer to trust nature and I prefer to trust our own innate wisdom and also the resonance of the crystals. So what I'm teaching people in this course as first and foremost is to ignite their intuition the innate guidance system that we all have within us, but we've dulled down for many years, uh, decades, generations, because we're all too busy in our lives. We're distracted by too many things and pressures, so we're not able to tap into what our bodies feel and our innate wisdom. So in this course, I'm igniting that by introducing people to practical uh, skills and tools as demonstrations, practical exercises, and then by igniting that intuition, then you're in a better place to choose the healing modalities that will really make a difference to you as an individual because everyone is so different. And I think what people don't realize about crystals is that what one crystal will do for me is totally different for you. So although you can buy beautiful crystal books, and I have them too, and they're still good references, you will, hear, you will look at a write-up about amethyst, for example, and yes, it generally may be good to help with um, sleep at night, um, thought processes, also putting it near computers for electromagnetic stress and reducing that. However, what amethyst does for me will be unique and different for what it will do for you. And also, what amethyst does for me today will be different to what it does tomorrow for me. So that is why this course is different because it's teaching people to tune in to their intuition so they can use that as a guidance to select the right things on a particular day, particular time for a particular person. So I want to pick up on this thing about energy. You've used the word energy in kind of multiple points there as you've been describing that in the course. So am I right in thinking then that there are you've talked about energy bank account mm. uh, and, I, and I'm feeling the way that you describe that is very much that there is this reserve of energy not just I think most people think of energy as physical energy so it's kind of how much energy have I got to do my day but I think the way you're describing it is it's emotional energy probably is physical energy mm. it's probably mm. intellectual energy mm. could be I'm guessing spiritual energy mm. there could be a whole range of different energies here and in this kind of time where there is this uncertainty, people are out of their routines and stuff, what can they do to kind of start to even get in touch with this kind of energy concept? Mm. So energy is everything. Everything is made up of energy. So science says that energy, in fact, cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So when somebody dies, for example, their energy doesn't disappear, it goes somewhere. So you could either say it goes into the earth as their ashes and becomes organic matter, and it's still energy of a sort, it's still molecules and atoms of carbon. 
and those carbon elements are bound together by molecular bonds, it's all energy. Or you could say that their energy, the essence of them, their soul goes somewhere. So whatever way you look at it, whether it's a physical thing or a spiritual thing or an emotional thing, it's all energy, um, I believe, and, and science has proven. So I think what's difficult for us as humans is that we're, we're living a physical life. And I know some people say we are spiritual beings living a physical life. So we like to trust things that we can touch and feel and smell and hear and taste because that's using our five senses. But there's a lot more out there than our five senses can pick up on. And I think the energies during lockdown, uh, people talk about there being a new phase for the planet and the cosmos and there's new energies coming in and there's changes and shifts in frequencies of the earth. Um, I think it is empowering people if we take the time to notice that we're opening up our sixth sense this intuition and the more we can be open and curious I love this word curious it's one of my my mottos if you like in the mornings that I always say oh please can my heart remain open playful and curious because if we're curious it means we can be slightly objective away from ourselves and we can almost look look down on ourselves in a petri dish if you like as a bit of an experiment and an adventure and mm, why why am i feeling off today and why why during lockdown have i had a really stressful day and an argument with my partner or the children what's going on there you know you can be a bit curious about it instead of being critical so you can witness yourself which i think is a really nice way of looking at it it becomes a bit less personal so then you can be objective and you can work on yourself and kind of unravel the layers of yourself, if you like. Um, I don't know whether that's answered that. I think it does, and I think that's... I think, I think the way that you're answering that is that because of the, the current situation, which is very different, I think, to what has been the normal, um, however you view that, I think for me now it's this opportunity for people... Um, and I'm guessing that's why something like the Mindful Living Show has been really popular is because people have are taking the time almost to connect back with that essence of themselves. Mm. So rather than just being running headlong yeah. into the next day, the next day, the next day and be on this conveyor belt of activity, it's giving them the opportunity and time to, to think, where's my energy at today? You know, kind of how am I feeling? Yeah. I mean, I know you obviously, I know that you do a uh, morning routine. Mm. That That is very energy centric mm. and energy based. Is, mm. that, is that all about for you then, just really tapping into the start of the next day? Is that about yeah. identifying where you are? Yes, it is. Um, yeah, and I've remembered that was what you asked me previously and I went on a storytelling mode. So um, for me, because I work with clients and during my lifetime I've realized I'm very sensitive and I know that's a cliche word but sensitive to picking up energies of other people or if I can walk in a house I pick up the atmosphere you know things like that um, that's a really good thing but it has consequences so I have to protect my energy so for me my morning routine is about uh, grounding my energy centering my energy and protecting my energy before I do anything else and in answer to your previous question, what people can do more of, I think, and explore and be curious about is how you can find your own personal formula for preparing your energy for the day ahead and grounding it and protecting it. I mean, grounding your energy for everyone is an important thing because 
again, we're all matter, we're all energy, we're all made up of the same molecules and elements, carbon being one of them. And that comes from Mother Earth, it comes from the core of the Earth. So if we can grind back to that energy and reconnect with the energy of the Earth, it's a two-way thing. It feeds to us and we can feed back. But the trouble is we've produced um, soles on shoes that are made of synthetic fabric, you know, rubber. Um, so it actually insulates us away from the energy of the Earth. So a lot of the time we're not getting that feedback. So if we can take our shoes off, walk in the garden barefoot on the grass, it's as simple as that. You can grind your energy and you will instantly feel more connected. There's a lot of other things you can do. There are certain activities you can do that can ground you. So um, I work a lot with clay in, in my artwork. So that's really grounding, obviously, because you're literally working with the ground in your hands, the mud, um, but gardening, is great, cookery is great, you can eat things that ground you, so root vegetables, um, you can wear colours that ground you, so browns and blacks and dark greens, all the earthy colours, you can wear particular crystals that will ground you, which will have particular colours and properties, but some may, may do different things for you, you need to work that out for yourself with your intuition. Um, so grounding is really important. And then once you've connected to that source, if you like, of groundedness, you're more likely then to get clarity of inspiration. Um, some people who feel very scattered in their thoughts, it may be because they're not grounded enough. You know, some people want to take a leap with this spirituality and development and linked to angels and all lots of lovely things but unless you're grounded you're not going to be able to do that or it's, it's going to send you off spiraling so it's really important to be grounded as well as then connect um, it's it's a real kind of process if you like um, centering is something slightly different um, and again it's all really about exploring what works for you um, centering for me is getting my energy in focus and in alignment so we have meridian lines in our bodies which connect the chakras a bit like motorways and highways and roads connect cities and villages in in our, our country so the meridian lines is where the energy will flow and then feed into the chakras and then the chakra will feed into our aura so if you center your energy I like to use a technique um, where you tap in the centre of your chest, which is where your thymus gland is. Um, this is also where your white blood cells are produced, so it's great for igniting your immune system, particularly during times of COVID-19. And then I, with my breath, I kind of take a deep inhale, and then on the outhale, I draw a spiral in an anti-clockwise motion in my chest to about the size of a saucer. And what I like to imagine when I do that is when I get to the outer edge of the saucer, that is like the outer edge of my aura. And then what I do is I choose a color for that day. So I say inside my head, I say, what color do I need today? And it's what color do I need? Not, what co not what's my favorite color, what color do I need today? And then I literally paint with that color into the shape of this spiral. And I do it three times. And it's a really, the more I've done it, the more I've realized it's, it can tell you a lot about your state of mind and emotions for that morning. Some mornings I will feel that the outer edge of my aura is fairly weak in some patches. 
It might even have little holes in it. So what I do is I go back over with my color and I kind of, so I might be doing the spiral like this and then I might go back over and kind of patch up, if you like, almost like applying a plaster to that outer edge, which will help to contain my energy so I'm not bleeding my vital energy out during the day ahead. So that's the way I center. But mm. other people have, have kind of different techniques for mm. that. But it also, what I like about that technique is it both centers and focuses your energy, but it also protects your energy at the same time. So you've started the day in a very balanced way. I think, again, that's what you're, mm. you're describing it as. So you're balanced, you're centered, you're grounded. You talked there a little bit about if people do not focus on that bit to kind of have that as their baseline and they just go off seeking, 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 mm. chasing, mm. chasing, chasing, all these aspirations and dreams and that they're wanting to sort of get to somewhere and it could be ethereal, it could be physical, it could be success in mm. however they define it. You mentioned the law of attraction and I, and I know people listening to this and watching this are going to be thinking, mm, so how does she approach the law of attraction? You said that you do it in a different way. So I'm interested to kind of explore why it would be different and kind of your take on law of attraction because, mm. you know, I know that we see a lot of people who use it, get quite disillusioned by it. They kind mm. of think it's the big panacea for everything. Mm. You've identified that it's because maybe there isn't that balance and that grounding to start with. If somebody, without giving away obviously all mm. the details about the, um, the things that you cover in the course, what is it that they can start to do? What are the kind of really basic principles of kind of getting it right? Um, the, well, the first one is awareness, which I know again, everyone's, oh, awareness again, but it's so important just to be aware of yourself. And I think coming back to the lockdown situation, you know, I do believe that when we're given a really difficult challenge, and some of us can be finding this very difficult at the moment, it's actually, how can I put this best? It's actually, you, you can learn more during the most difficult times when there is the dark. You need the dark in order to see the light. That's what I'm trying to say. So sometimes you need to get to situations where things are really bad and really challenging in order to recognize how you do cope or don't cope with that in order to change. If you weren't given that real contrast, then you wouldn't see yourself for what you are or you wouldn't see the areas that you need to change or develop so it can feel really uncomfortable really frustrating and really annoying because actually what you want to be doing is getting on with your other stuff but difficult situations like this where we're all living together in more confined spaces and we're maybe not in the routines we're used to can kind of bring to light bring to the forefront all of the things that we need to deal with so that's part of the awareness. So sometimes we need to sit with discomfort and we need to accept it and think, okay, today's really not going well. Be curious, I wonder why. Maybe get a piece of paper out and write down some ideas of why isn't it going well and what am I feeling? What are the emotions behind that? And something I say to people, you know, there's an order to how the body responds to stress. So usually if we don't feel good in our emotions, stop and think, 
what thought did I have before I got that feeling of sadness or before I got that feeling of anger or before I got that feeling of resentment? Because there will always be a thought that you will have had before that emotion came into your body. So that's a really good starting point because what you're doing is you're starting to understand how you work as an energetic being. And the more you start to do that, you'll realize that maybe your inner talk isn't as squeaky clean as you thought it was. Maybe, you know, you, you do say negative things about yourself. You put yourself down. You say, oh, that was really stupid of myself. Why did I do that, you know, internally? Which isn't going to help the law of attraction. So what happens is with our inner talk, we're then projecting a certain frequency of energy. It's a bit like if you imagine a broadcasting tower or a radio tower sending out all the radio waves. So when we have certain thoughts, good or bad, we then send out a certain radio wave or frequency wave of energy. Obviously, if we do that more and more and if it becomes a habit, that frequency will get stronger and stronger. And what happens is the cosmos responds to that and it matches the frequency so it sends back what we give out so that's why in the secret and the law of attraction they say you've got to be really clear about what you are sending out to the cosmos because it will return the same so if you some people the analogy i use is um when sometimes people get out of bed they wake up in the morning alarm goes off, they're a bit late, they get out of bed, they stub their toe on the bedpost and oh, you know it's really annoying and then they're in a rush and then maybe the traffic going into work is really heavy, then they get into work and their boss is in a bad mood and leaves a pile of paperwork on the table, you know, so it seems to catapult. The trick is to recognise first of all that you're in a loop of this certain frequency you're sending out awareness. The second thing is to then recognize it and decide what am I going to change in order to change the frequency I'm sending out. Now there's a number of things you can do to change your radio wave. Mm. Putting on good feel, feel good music is one way. Um, using breath and meditation might be another way. Going for a run or punching the punch back in the gym might be another way. Different things for different people. Again, it's, a, it's a, a process of finding out what works for you. But the key thing is that when you recognize that you're in uh, a frequency of non-coherence, so your frequency wave becomes scrambled. Um, the brain uh, sends out frequency waves, our hearts send out frequency waves, our whole body does. And when it's scrambled, it's incoherent. So the universe will respond by giving us back incoherent waves and be confused. So it's, it's awareness that it's happening. It's then recognizing it and what can I do about it to change it. And, and then we go into the whole realm of, well, once I start managing it a bit better, what do I actually want to be projecting out so that I attract the things that I want? Mm. And then there's a whole other kind of few stages there to make them clear because of course we're all quite complicated creatures many of us have sabotage programs which come in 
and say, well, no, I'm, 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 I'm not going to be positive today because then I won't get as much attention from people. There <laughs> might be one. <laughs> so we also have to be aware of the reasons why we behave in the ways we do. And actually lockdown and COVID-19 is giving us the perfect opportunity for these things to come right to the surface and smack us in the face and say, what, why am I behaving like this? What's triggering me? Why is that happening? Mm. So it feels like there's a huge opportunity here in terms of not only you taking the time, not only you sort of thinking, okay, I'm going to reflect, I'm going to spend some time for myself and on myself. It feels like this is part of a process. So you've talked about the, um, the, the, the new course and, and being available. Is this for many people the best kind of starting point for a journey of self-discovery, learning their sort of intuitive power that's innate in them and they just haven't recognised it yet? Is, is this going to be a good starting point right here, right now? Um, of course, I'd love to say yes to everyone, but what I would say, being authentic, is that you need to trust what you're drawn to. And if you're drawn to the course, go with your gut feeling and it will be right for you. Again, it's different people will be drawn to different things. In general, though, I think what's nice about the course is it does present a number of topics that you can dip into and explore and out of that will come your decision this is for me or it isn't this energy work path because there might be a different way for you to be more aware and harmonious in your life but certainly I give kind of a, a quite a good suite of things in this first course that will um, make you just more aware of what you like and what you don't like what you understand what you resonate with what feels right for you so it is quite a good mix because I cover um, the, I mean, obviously a bit about crystals, history, background, um, why crystals heal, energy in general, energy in the world, piezoelectricity, all of those things. And then I talk about crystals in relationship, relationship to personality and lifestyles, which is really interesting. Um, and some theory about that. And that's kind of the crystal bit, but then I talk in very good detail about the law of attraction, which we've touched on. I talk about heart coherence, the quantum field, um, and kind of linking all that together. So, yeah, it's quite nice. It's a bit like being in a sweet shop. You can kind of pick the bits you like, but it will give you a good, a good start with energy work, really. And from there, you can decide whether to, you want to wait for my second course, which I'm going to be doing very soon which will be about developing all of that further and actually applying it. Or whether you go in a different direction, it mm. might be something else. But hopefully there'll be something in the course that will just bring a little sparkle in and make you think, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to go off in that direction. So I'm hoping that whoever enrolls will find that there's a little gem in there somewhere for you. Mm. So as people um, consider whether or not this is for them, um, you can find the link directly below uh, this. So if you're listening to this uh, Mindful Living show on the podcast, you'll find that at anchor.fm uh, forward slash Neil Wilkins. And if you're watching this on either SpiritFest TV uh, or on neilwilkins.online, you'll find the link to the course with a special 
discount coupon yeah, available yeah. for <laughs> listeners and viewers. Um, so there's this little special gift for you at the end of this. So you'll find that directly below uh, this particular recording. Yeah. So I just want to finish with a, a top tip. Is there one thing that people can do literally right here, right now to either get more energy or to get in touch with themselves or to at least begin that law of attraction thing? If you could only sum up one thing that they should do right here, right now, what would that be? Well, I'm just going to go intuitively with what came into my head. <laughs> That's why I asked the question. <laughs> and it's very simple. Do whatever feels good. I'm going to explain it a bit more because some people <laughs> could go a bit wild and go, way. Yes, we're not condoning <laughs> lack of social distancing here. At any point in the day where you feel bad or not good or not happy, whatever, stop yourself and think, Take a breath and just say, okay, inside, what do I need right now in order to feel good again? And then honour whatever comes to mind. And it can be as something as simple as going out in the garden and getting some fresh air, having a cat nap, going to eat something, going to have a drink because you're dehydrated and you need to hydrate, going to read, read a book, listening to a piece of music that would change your energy. It could be anything and your body will know. So it's really simple, but your awareness will start to build as soon as you start asking yourself that question. You know, even if you were in a confrontation with somebody, having an argument, if you can manage, it's hard, I know, but if you can manage to stop, take a deep breath and say, what do I need right now? It might be that just, you just need some space. So you're listening you're to your listening heart. You're listening to your heart, yeah, which links to the heart coherence mm. portion of the course. Mm. Of course, the trick in this, in, in listening to what you need, is that you need to take that little moment in time to just check in. Mm. And that's why it's so difficult normally in life, because we're all on this treadmill, or many of us are, you know, wanting to achieve a certain goal and go in a certain direction and being busy. So we don't allow ourselves any time to just say, what do I need right now? We don't, we don't even do that. With this lockdown situation, it might be that you have a little bit more time than normal. So this is a perfect opportunity to just check in more mm. and just say, what do I, re what do I need right now? Mm. Best piece of advice you're going to get today. And if the uh, what do I need right now is to um, cash in your coupon, which you'll find the link for below, uh, feel free to do that. It might also be that you want to go and listen to all 29 previous episodes of the Mindful Living Show. Or you might just want to go and get a drink of water. It could be as simple as that. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening and watching wherever you are today. Uh, we've certainly enjoyed doing this one out in the sunshine. It's been a real treat actually doing a proper mm. conversation as part of this show and you'll find many, many more of these uh, in the coming weeks and months. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great day wherever you are and we'll see you again very soon.